Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman. We taste better, so it's Erev Yom Kippur. Crazy time for all of us. Uh, so uh, we're all getting ready and eating today because it's actually a mitzvah to eat extra today. So I will never turn down that opportunity to make extra mitzvahs by eating. So it's a great day for us all here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. Uh, my business is called the Aussie Gourmet. And anytime you don't feel like cooking, give me a call. I've been so busy cooking for uh, Yontif and all the Tishrei, Chagim and all the good stuff that's been going on. Uh, Tune in every week and you can hear me every Friday morning or on the archives at nachomsegel.com or on your iPhone or on iTunes or on your Google Play at the Droid. I don't have a Droid, so I don't know too much about that. But you can hear us from the Nachum Siegel Network app. But if you have some um, exciting food news, you can email me at naomi at nachomsegel.com. Easy to reach me. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and you can join my newsletter on my website, Again, theaussiegourmet.com. So it's very exciting. So drop me a line if you've cooked something or you've eaten at a restaurant. Go tell me what to eat because, you know, I'll totally follow you to try anything very exciting. Um, I have a very exciting guest today. I've got, speaking about restaurants, I've got the restaurant guy, Ilan Kornblum, here in the studio with Melinda Strauss. <clears throat> Going to clear my throat there. Melinda is the uh, social media and marketing executive director for Ilan. Have we given you a big title there? Yes. And also a blogger from kitchen-tested.com. Um, so st- stick around. We've got an amazing show, but stick around after our show. Charlie Harari, host of Book of Life, is going to do a special Erev Yom Kippur uh, show for us to give us some chizuk which we could all use, especially Erev uh, Yom Kippur, and that show is going to be sponsored by Ohel. So stick around and uh, listen to uh, his show. Um, we've we've had a really, um, you know, exciting few weeks. We had, uh, before Rosh Hashanah, we had some really wonderful guests, Naomi Ross and Jay Booksbaum, and we had the Connecticut uh, barbecue team, and it was really wonderful. And, of course, Seth Levitt, um, the sponsor of, from Abel's and Hyman, the sponsor of our show. Um, we had a great guest, though, who I just want to give him a shout-out, Salter Plitsky, because this week was coffee. We had International Coffee Day or Coffee Day on Monday. Um, and if you want to have his amazing coffee, you can actually go for, for Sukkot. He'll deliver it to your house. Just go to pournecoffee.com, P-O-U-R-N-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. Um, and you can order info at pourandcoffee.com. You can write Naomi for our listeners into the code and you save three bucks off your giant coffee. And I just thought I would mention that because his coffee has really been getting me through the last couple of weeks, all that cooking. So, um, you know, go grab yourself a nice cup of joe. That's so American to say that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, guys, um, I've just got an interview that I'd like to play. I was uh, in Australia about three months ago. I can't believe the time has gone by so fast. I went for a wedding, and while I was there, I took an interview with three amazing ladies from the Monday Morning Cooking Club cookbook, The Feast Goes On. It's actually their second book, but you're going to hear all about it in this interview now, and I'd like to play it, and we're going to have a giveaway of their cookbook. So if you want this Monday Morning Cooking Club cookbook, ladies and gentlemen, you know what to do, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com, and we will put you in to enter uh, in the drawing for the amazing, gorgeous cookbook. And you're going to hear it all about it now. Let's uh, roll that interview, ZK. I've always wanted to say that. Let's roll that. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm just sitting here in Sydney, Australia, from my recent trip. Uh, I got together with three of the most incredible ladies from a very larger group of incredible ladies. They are the authors of the Monday Morning Cooking Club, the second book, The Feast Goes On, their first book is called Monday Morning Cooking Club, uh, which was given to me by my dear friend Kim Pryor. Her mum, Carol, has a great recipe in there. I fell in love with that cookbook. I have used it so many times, in fact, in Camp Dina uh, for July 4th weekend in for the last couple of years. Uh, not this year, but the last few years leading up to this. I've been making the uh, apple uh, recipe, the apple pie recipe, which is my favourite. So I, when I was here on this trip, I said I must, must, must get together with these ladies because 
Book number two is out, and we've got to talk about this. I'm actually sitting in Lisa's kitchen. Lisa is, Lisa's kitchen is where the magic happens. She has a beautiful kitchen. We're overlooking Vaucluse Bay. I walk in here, and it's like the book has jumped out at me, especially because there's a lot of gorgeous photographs and, and with the ladies baking as they go, and, like, I'm sitting with them. It's like when I first see Jamie Geller, and I have her cookbook, Joy of Kosher, and then all of a sudden I see I'm with Jamie and I'm like, wow, your cookbook is right here and you are right here. It's like everything coming to life, so it's like Disney. Um, so thanks, ladies, for having me today. Um, I'm sitting, uh, let me just introduce everybody, and a lot of the pictures I'm going to, um, I've taken of the kitchen will be on my Instagram page, at Naomi Nachman, and on Facebook. So I'm just going to introduce to you, I've got uh, Marilyn, Lisa, Natanya, and we are sitting here in uh, Lisa's kitchen, as we mentioned before. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. Okay, this is unbelievable. This is like a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cookbook. Uh, how long did it take Thank to you. put this book together? They're trying to decide who should speak. <laughs> <laughs> There's no camera pointing at you. So I'm, I'm, I'll be the conductor. Okay. okay. I'll go. Lisa. Um, this is Lisa. Hello. Um, I think that this book probably took us between two and three years. Um, it's hard to say exactly because it sort of evolved while we're in the middle of the first book. So there's no specific time where I can say we started working on it. But it's been an evolution of an idea. And um, probably two to three years is the right answer. And it's been a, an amazing, amazing process and project for us to be working on. And how did this idea come together? Like for the first book, the Monday Morning Cooking Club, that sounds so cute. Okay, Natanya, you're going to answer um, that one? Well, about eight years ago, um, I think I approached Lisa and asked her if she was interested in um, doing a cookbook for charity. Um, and then slowly the other girls came on board. And for right from the very beginning, we decided that we didn't want to just do any book for charity. We wanted to do um, something really special, something that could sit in any bookshop next to world-class chefs' cookbooks. Um, and that's where we aimed it at, and I think that's what we have achieved. I think so also. <laughs> and you got Yotam Otolenghi to write the, on the front page yes. of the second book, his review, and I'm like, wow, if he's doing that for you, this is really something, because he's like one of my favourite authors. Yeah. Ours too. Ours too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's smiling and nodding here. No, no camera for this interview. Okay. All right. Um, how long did... So this one took about three years in the same time as that. Now, how did that one start? Well, that one actually started in 2006, and that took five years. So because, that was a five year. You know, we had this idea, as Natanya said, to produce this world-class cookbook, and going from a position of not knowing how to do any part of writing a cookbook, except for cooking and eating, we did that. We yeah, did, we all do that we, well. we, do the, <laughs> we do the eating part particularly well, um, and the cooking we've learnt a lot over the years. So it took five years to get from that little seed of an idea to the production of the book in 2011. Um, but it was a huge learning curve. As you can imagine, we didn't know how to get a book published. We didn't know how to write recipes for publication. We didn't know about photographing recipes and right. styling so, and all this stuff. I mean, the photography stuff. and the styling is amazing. Who did that for you? Um, we were lucky enough. We, we would, oh, there's, there's the, the buzzer. I love that. Can I just say we are, you know, as I said before, we're sitting in Lisa's kitchen. They are recipe testing every Monday morning. I am actually in the Monday morning cooking club right now. So uh, Lisa's just jumping up, changing the buzzer on the oven, probably checking in on the oven. Natani, why don't you explain, what, tell us what Lisa's up to. Um, she's just halfway through um, baking a cake. It needed to. We're testing for our third book, actually. Or, or no way, a third book's on the way. Well, it hopefully will be not too far away, <laughs> um, and we just have to add the topping now to the cake and then pop it back in the oven. So we'll be, she'll be right back with us in a moment. <laughs> That's, that looks amazing. That looks like a bit of a cheesecake. Some. I'm not, okay. Yeah, you. Uh, it's it's not a cheesecake. It does look like it, but it's not at all. It's um. It's an unusual recipe. I haven't come across anything quite like it before. Um, and it was sent to us from someone who said it was, I think, her mother's or her grandmother's. Um, and we had the handwritten note from the, you know, from way back, which is always beautiful. So we'll see how it goes. So let's talk about the, the, the actual recipes themselves, because you had just mentioned that it was on a handwritten note. These actually aren't recipes developed by you ladies. Some of them might be because you have your own contributions. Um, but how did you acquire all these brilliant recipes? We came up with an idea to... Okay, this is Marilyn. 
with a husky voice, excuse she, me. Yeah, she has a bit of a cold. Um, we came up with an idea in the, for the first book to find the very, very best cooks in the Sydney Jewish community. And so, in fact, the book grew into an anthology of between 65 and 70 cooks. And through that process, we realised that we were unearthing some beautiful heirloom recipes that hadn't been written down accurately enough to be able to try, be transferred to the public. So we took a handful of this and a pinch of that and weighed and measured and tested umpteen times until the recipes were really quite foolproof. When I walked in, I saw um, someone had given... Was that for this cake? Yes. Um, And and that's what's funny about it. The the recipe came to us. It was a handwritten note from someone who's no longer with us. And at the bottom of the recipe, she says, to make the crumble, use a quarter of a packet of butter. And then underneath that, she says, or half a packet of butter. Now... We can't ask her, what does that mean? Right. I know. I don't like when you see in cookbooks, we were talking about before, and I said, use a half a bottle of chili sauce. What's a half a bottle of chili? My, my bottle or your bottle? You know, every, every size is different. So you have to be exact. Yeah, but the packet of butter in Australia is quite easy because, like, you have the sticks in the US. We have packets or blocks, and our block is equivalent to about two and a bit sticks of yours. So we know what a, what a packet of butter is, but the fact is she's given me a choice to use a quarter or a half. Now, I don't know on what basis she wants me to make the decision of whether to use a quarter or a half quarter or a half because I've got no idea what this recipe is supposed to look like (laughs) so this is what we find and and what we always do and Marilyn says it a lot and she's absolutely right we try to honour the provenance of the recipe so if someone writes quarter of a packet of butter that's what we use the first time we make it and it will work or it won't work and then we review it after that and see what we need to tweak so after you've all gotten together and you've whipped up some recipes and you've tweaked and changed and added then you sit down and you eat lunch together yes yes we do we eat everything we've cooked and and the problem we find is that we get more sweet than savory to to test and so we often we've got two savory dishes and then we've got six cakes to eat and it gets a bit never (laughs) never sorry for us yeah yeah this is the most brilliant concept i don't think there's anyone else that's done this besides in australia but across the world to actually make on such a grand scale i I like what you wrote heirloom recipes i've written that down i'm going to coin that over in the states from maryland (laughs) thank you and one of the things that i particularly like is when you look at the book the book looks very contemporary and it makes you realize that these very old recipes some of them are very old some of them are quite modern but they all have a place in our world today which is a modern, fast, contemporary society. And we have become, especially in Australia, foodies. We have just, you know, the three years I wasn't here, um, I was here the last time in 2011 and to 2014, the coffee shops, the restaurants, yeah. everywhere you yeah. go, that's the, definitely because of the advent of um, MasterChef yes. and amazing cookbooks like yourselves that, that are being produced. But everyone's becoming more and more into food and less into other things, and it's just become a, a food culture yeah. and and you know it's great that it's we've got a book like this to you know push us to cook for our families and to cook amazing and also the other thing that i think what we've we've been lucky enough to do is we've inspired other people to go out and find their own family's heirloom recipes and write them down and preserve them and then pass them on to their families because once they're lost they're lost and you have a faint memory of something that your grandmother used to make um, and everyone talks about it and wishes that they could reproduce it if they get it written down then they've got it forever and and a beautiful thing to pass on to future generations my mother Miriam Steen is an unbelievable cook her late mother Rebecca Atlas was an unbelievable cook my uncle used to own the restaurant Beaches right here in Sydney oh, Michael Atlas yeah we're getting a big old yes for you Uncle Mick um, and my grandmother used to sit in his restaurant in the kitchen making a filter fish for Yonta for people because nobody could make it like her and you know what now she's gone. We don't have the recipe. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same thing. And it's so important. When my mother makes, she makes a great eggplant salad. I'm like, you know, I call her up from America. What's in it? She's like, you know, to catch up and sugar and this and that. And then I'm like, how am I going to do this? And I actually have to reverse engineer the recipes. And now I have some of them. But, yeah. you know, we should really take the time, especially if we've got our bobbies still or, if, you know, if they're still active enough. If they're still active enough to be baking then uh, or, or cooking, let's 
sit them down and, you know, what are you doing, Bobby or Mum or whatever? You know, it's it's and so it's, important. And it's really not enough to just get the recipe on a piece of paper. You know, obviously that they've got to be around or someone has to be around who's seen them make it, but it's so important to go and stand by their side and watch them and photograph it step by step by step. I love the word photograph and especially yeah. now with with Instagram yeah. and, yes. and, and Facebook. Photograph. Spent the day with Mum in the kitchen. Hashtag great recipe, you know. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's really, it's, it's incredible to see, you know, and to experience with them. Now, I, I, I've read this one from cover to cover. I read that as soon as I got it, last Thursday, I think, uh, was my last Shabbos reading, and I, I've also you know, read the other one, the first book, Monday Morning Cooking Club, the original. Um, I love the stories. It's not just, this is my mother's recipe who came from Hungary 40 years ago. It's the whole experience about the recipe. I feel like I'm eating the family at the, their family's table. Yeah. Yeah, and we were so honoured to be let in to all these wonderful people's kitchens um, and their lives, really, and hear their stories and and have their recipes. Lisa's got a beautiful story about one of our cooks from our first book, Lena. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, so um, a friend of mine said to me, you must go and meet Lena, who makes the most amazing kindlich. And what kindlich are like a little strudel biscuit with mm. lovely flaky sour cream pastry filled mm. with chocolate, nuts, jam and... Uh, sultanas, raisins. Oh, that's raisins for raisins. the Americans, you know. <laughs> Fantastic, delicious, really a unique recipe. So I called her up and went to, to visit her, told her what I was doing. She said, come over and um, I'll tell you my recipe, we'll talk. So I went to her house and she sat me down in her kitchen and gave me a cup of tea and opened her big jar of biscuits, cookies, as you say. Um, <laughs> she knows how to translate. That's exactly. a question for later. Okay. And, and plied me with cookies and tea for the morning and proceeded to tell me her life story. And it was quite extraordinary. I'd never met her before. But before she wanted to talk about recipes, she wanted to give me a little bit of herself and a story about her life. And it was absolutely, as Natanya said, such an honour and a privilege to, to be let into her life and to her home. So I sat there for a few hours, had, a, had an amazing morning that was so um, emotional and I felt so, you know, in an, an amazing position to be there. She said, please come back next week and I'll give you the recipe. So the next week I went back and we stood in the part kitchen. Two. Part two. and I cooked with her. And that was also extraordinary because she did things differently. Like in one of the recipes she needed a half a carton of sour cream. That was the recipe. Now in, in Australia in those days you bought your sour cream in a cardboard carton. And so she, to measure it, got a serrated knife and cut through the carton, cardboard and all, to measure her sour cream. That's how she did it. No scales. And that was, you know, how we had, then had, we had to translate that into a recipe. A proper recipe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure, as we said before, there was a lot like that. Yes. yes. So, yeah, it's lovely the stories that you, yeah. you've shared with everybody. Okay. How did you publish this? Did you go to a publisher yourself? A lot of people have been self-publishing. Mm. You know, did they? Because it's it's so out there, and you've had an incredible media exposure from this. First book we self-published through a publisher, Hardy Grant, but they had a custom publishing arm which we used. Okay. Which mean which meant they gave us all their um, usual parts of publishing, but we funded it ourselves. And that was a great success, and it meant we could raise more money for charity because we self-funded it. Do you have a particular charity that you Um, are using, uh, donating to? Various, but one of the biggest recipients is Wheatso. Okay, Um, they're a huge recipient here. Um, Very nice. But many others, um, all from all parts of the community in Australia. so we self-published with Hardy Grant, and then we decided we needed to go further than they could take us. They couldn't even take us to the, to the US. And so we decided to look for a publisher for the second book and to take the first book further, and we found HarperCollins. And they're Fantastic. Now, and they're our wow. publisher, and um, they t- have taken us to the US, to the UK, and have published our beautiful second book. It's unreal. So let me just, you know, I was going to ask this as a question, but I'm just going to, like, make a statement that, you know, when I got the book, I can't remember from the first book off the top of my head right now, but um, when you convert things, you were saying sultanas, and you said raisins and cookies and biscuit. Well, you open up, you know, a book cookbook from Australia, and you're going to see everything in the metric system. But the beauty about this cookbook, because I know if an American will open a cookbook and they think, oh, my God, it's in the metric system, I can't cope, they'll put it back on the shelf, but you don't want that and what they did was everything has got uh, Celsius, 
Fahrenheit and then the gas mark. Yes. That's what am I saying? The gas yes. mark for people who live in England. So this really has hit every single, you know, uh, woman's kitchen, whether they're in England, Sydney or New York. Absolutely. It's important. And the first book, we didn't do that because we, you know, we started out small. We didn't know where it was headed. We had no idea. And then when we republished it, we put a conversion... Um, a conversion table in for the U.S. market. So, okay. So the anyone, anyone who buys our first book in the States, please don't panic. Go to the back of the book and you will find a conversion page. Yeah, I think I have the first edition. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but I, yes, I can do it. Too. I'm good. Um, and we've also got a conversion table on our website if you need help, if anyone oh, needs help. you've got a help. website. Yeah, okay, we let's give that a shout yeah. out. What so it's mondaymorningcookingclub.com.au. Oh, it's so funny. I usually do lots of research. Um, but I did not think about the website. Yeah, we have a great website, really interactive, okay, yeah. amazing recipes, what we're up to, pictures, stories, interviews. Oh, fantastic. And more recipes. And more recipes, yes. even more than just in the book. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. that's great. That's really yes. cute. It's just gorgeous. I'm just flipping through it now. And there's little s- stories. Everything's f- Every recipe is a picture. Right? Um, there's one. No, there's, there's a handful that don't, but most yes. do. You know, I think in this day and age with, with uh, yeah. you know, photography being much easier, you can take photos with iPhones that are amazing quality. You know, you just, it's just lovely. I just really, really, really enjoyed it. It's got a gorgeous ribbon in it to hold your place to find your favourite recipe. We, we were very lucky to come across Alan Benson, who has done both our books, and he's one of Australia's top food photographers, probably the world, I would say, so rather than Australia. So he comes here? He comes here. Uh, we, sorry, we shot the first book in the kitchen here, which was quite interesting and challenging, and the second book we shot in his studio. Oh, he actually took the food over to the studio? And he has a kitchen studio, so we cooked some things there, some things here. Oh. Lots of schlepping. Yeah, I can imagine. Weeks, I must say. Oh. Lots and lots, so but it what, was great. So how did you, you did it? Every, every couple of recipes you took over there, or you did it like in one sitting? Two sittings. It was a two-week shoot okay. um, in all for the second book. And, I mean, it, it, it's it's really a huge project. You know, you have your two weeks, your Monday to Friday, about 10 or 11 recipes each day um, in order of what you're going to cook. So some that could be cooked before would be prepared before and taken over. Other things we knew that we would be doing there and we would, um, you know, have... A huge shopping list at the beginning of each week to cover everything for both weeks, and um, and then you just plough through your recipes every so day. So you, you shot 11 recipes a day yes. for about two weeks? Yes. Five days a week? Yes. yes. Okay, were you guys, like, wiped out? Yes. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it was oh huge. God. It's huge. It's very exciting, and your adrenaline's pumping, and you're... Um, we loved every minute of it, but then you collapse a bit. Of it. Because right. it's way more than just cooking to eat. You know, everything you make has to be perfect. Right. And every cake you make has to be perfectly risen. And you can imagine that it just puts so much more pressure Did on everything. Do you have any crazy, like, disaster stories? No. Yes, there is actually one. Is it the cinnamon? The cin- which cake was oh, it? Oh, in the in first the book. book. Yeah. Like, something um, that got dropped. The apple pie, actually. Oh, no, in my favourite apple pie! I remember, because, you know, you put a layer of cinnamon yeah. on top of the... I made that cake three times before it was right to be photographed. photographed. Because <laughs> the first time I forgot the cinnamon. The second time I don't know what, what what happened. I can't remember. Or maybe we didn't see the cinnamon. The third time... It was just... It was one of those <laughs> things that... You know? But we were working here. Right, see, we're, we're all human. Something can go on. I was talking once to a friend who did a photo shoot and they dropped the salmon on the floor. But because it needed black pepper on it, it looked like it was just black pepper. So it Perfect. turned out like yeah. exactly like the thing. So it was we terrifying. don't do that. We no, don't we do don't that. do that. And the best thing about the photo shoot was at the end of each day, all the packaged up food that we'd cooked that day in all the takeaway containers for all of us to take home to our families. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That the family got to be part of it. It's hard on the families. I know when I get super engrossed in something that's going on, like family, sometimes, oh, another buzzer's going off. We're going to see what she's going to pull out now. My God, if you could smell what I could smell right now. I noticed when I was, you know, with both books, it's not just um, a soup section, a meat section, a salad section. You've actually broke it down differently. One of you guys want to care to answer what the thought process was behind that? In the first book, we have no chapters. 
and it's divided into by alphabetical order of the cooks who have given us the recipes, which we loved because it was all about the cooks. But but people find that um, people are used to chapters, so we thought for the second book we would give them chapters. But we didn't want we're not we're not starter main course and dessert kind of girls. We wanted something a bit different, and we wanted something that really reflected us. Yeah. So we sat down and it took about a year the whole process. We we said let's do these chapters. We we picked about eight or ten different headings of things we like to eat, how our, how the Jewish community like to eat, how we feed our families, all that sort of thing. And we played with those sort of eight to ten topics, uh, chapter headings for a year. And then at the end of the year, we sort of culled it down a little bit and we sat back and we looked at the chapter headings and we realised we now had six chapters and that reflected the six of us. It was just like a miracle, actually. Okay, we nice. stood back and we said, wow, look at that. We've got six chapters. Each one is exactly one of us and that's it. Which chapters you, Lisa? Fressing. <laughs> What are you, Marilyn? I'm tradition. Tradition? And I'm comfort. Oh, I love it. That is just so gorgeous. So, you know, is there an index in the back of the book? Yes, there's a few indexes, actually. Okay, I'm just taking a a flip at the back. It's just, I love the onions. I love purple onions. That is like my favourite food. Yeah. Nothing is complete without some red onions in it. Um, I look at this. Oh, that's everyone's smiling. Was that the studio kitchen? Yes. Yes. Okay, because yes. that doesn't look like no, it. I'm looking at the back no. of the book. Okay, so everything's here. Recipes by courses. That is brilliant. That's really great. And you also have a great glossary for people who aren't familiar with our people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because if someone doesn't know no. what schmaltz is, right, you explain them. it, or yeah. Hamish, or kibbutz, <laughs> or you know, just picking a few things from and the back. This book really is. Um, it appeals to the broader community. It's a book of the food of Jewish cooks, but it's also a bridge to the broader community so that they can have some insight into how we eat and how we nurture our families with food. Yeah, I think that's a really, really well-spoken, really well-said. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just lovely. <laughs> with her hoarse voice, we refer uh, Shalema to you. Yeah. And thank you guys so much. Um, any last thoughts that we can share with our American listeners? How can they get this book? As I said earlier on, we have a giveaway. The ladies have been so kind to donate one to our listeners. And if you want the book, all you have to do, you know what to do. Naomi at NahumSiegel.com. And I will have the drawing in about a week or two. Maybe I'll see if I can get some of the ladies on uh, online to have the announce the winner in a couple of weeks. It might be two in the morning in, New York, in Sydney. <laughs> Um, we'd love everyone to contact us who listens to this show through Facebook. We've got a great community that we're building through Facebook, everyone who loves to cook and eat and talk about it. So come and say hi and tell us that, you know, they're on your show, they heard us on okay, your show. Okay, that'll We'd be great. That. So if you've heard our interview uh, and you've put, once you've sent in your name for the uh, Naomi at com to win to be in the drawing to win the book, uh, go to, onto the Facebook page. Is it Monday Morning Cooking Club? Oh, my God, how did I know? And uh, drop them a line, say g'day. G'day from New York. That's say it. that. They'll like that. Um, and say that you'll f- listen to them on uh, Table for Two at, on the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, but uh, make sure that you check on. Join them, friend them. What do we yeah, call? Join like the us, fan page. Like us. Like us. Um, like us on Facebook. I should know that. Sign up for our newsletter. We've got a great newsletter every couple of weeks with new recipes and new ideas and and stories and I posts. Think I put your your email address in my newsletter too. <laughs> um, so you know, sign up for our newsletter. That's a great thing to do because we've got lots of good stuff. Okay, and you keep it. You keep it coming. Yes, it's good. It's absolutely. really good. It's a whole career for you guys now. <laughs> it is. It is. Wonderful. Okay, great. All right, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's it's pleasure is all mine. I'm going to take some pictures, and if you want to watch some of these gorgeous photos that I'm going to take, and I wish I could um, capture the smell and share it with everyone, but uh, go on to Instagram, at Naomi Nachman, and you'll see the gorgeous pictures. Okay, thanks so much, guys. Thank you. you. All right, take care. I guess now I'm a little homesick after hearing all the Australian accents on the on the video um, on the uh, on the interview. Um, so thank you to the ladies for meeting with me once again. Um, now we're going to switch topics. Uh, this is uh, Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. Stick around after Table for Two this week. We have Charlie Harari, host of the Book of Life, giving us a special edition for Erev Yom Kippur. So uh, stick around. Here is show. It's sponsored by our friends at All Health. So 
I guess I got a little bug in my throat today. <laughs> so uh, stick around and hear Charlie's amazing Yom Kippur, uh, Erev Yom Kippur Chizuk. Um, Hi, guys. Hello. Now it's your turn. <laughs> right. We got the rest of the hour to hang and chat right. and talk about all the yummy things. about restaurants. Schmooze about restaurants because we love food, right? Um, Alan, before we get too deeply involved, yeah. because Sukkot is literally next week, the first thing I want to hit off at um, is the, the restaurants of Sukkot. I mean, sorry, the restaurants of Sukkot. Which restaurants are open for Sukkot? There you go. Okay. So a little tongue-tied today. First, we can start with some of the restaurants that are open on Sukkot for Yom Tov. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. The like Talia's if- is open, which is – they're open all year round for Sukkot and Pesach. And, and Shabbos? For Shabbos, they are. They are open so Friday So you can night. actually – if you're in Manhattan, you want a little vacation with your husband, you do a, like a staycation in Manhattan, you go to a nearby hotel. Absolutely. You can have your Shabbos uh, meals at Talia's. Up the west side – Prepaid, nice. um, everything's included, and it's it's a very cool atmosphere, and uh, a lot of young people, and, and couples, and middle age, and single. So that's that's very cool. So they'll they'll certainly have uh, a sukkah and sukkot. I like that. Yeah. That's no cute idea. idea. I had no idea. So you're hearing that now on table for two. It's, um, I can't call it breaking news, but <laughs> and then there'll be you know, but again, just in ter- terms of restaurants that are have sukkahs. Um, you know, probably the Bentleys, I know, is going to have a big one. Um, obviously, all the most of the Manhattan ones, uh, you know, you know, La Marais, I know La Marais. you're a big fan. I'm a big fan of La Marais. Svi Nachman is a big fan of La Marais. We actually go there every year for sukkahs, and we literally go at 4.30. Right, which is a perfect time, by the way. To go and grab our sukkah, because, you know, even though we're a family of all girls, you know, Abba needs to eat sure. uh, in the sukkah, so we all have to eat in the sukkah, and we go at, like, Quarter to five, and we start ordering a round of appetizers. So by the time he walks over at 5.30, we've had a little appetizer. Yeah. His main course is just placed in front of him. As soon as he gets there, everyone's happy. It's, and it's like outdoor seating, you know. Right. It's sidewalk it. cafe uh, in Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan. So that's very cool. So there will be a lot of restaurants in Manhattan, Brooklyn, throughout the country. Uh, certainly, I think, um, if people, you know, Subscribe to our newsletter on our Facebook page. We're going to have a list of all the restaurants. Oh, great. That yeah. have You'll the, be sending a, a newsletter out. Yes, Fantastic. probably, I would say right before Yontif or the first day of Cholomoed, just that when people are going to be going uh, out to eat. Uh, so certainly, you know, look for that, again, on our Facebook page, on our website, on in our newsletter. So make sure we'll, we'll give out the information. Right, and on your app as well. I love your app. Your app saved you. me so right. much in the summer traveling around. I'm like, where can we go to eat? Yeah, we're, so. very, we're very happy with that. Um, it's on all the platforms, Android, iPhone, um, Apple, you know, the uh, Amazon store. So, and that's what we like about the app is it's not just a, a listing of uh, address, phone number. Um, it's, it has pictures and menus and uh, links to uh, make a reservation. They can contact the restaurant. Obviously, you can search by location and find where they are. So it's, it's very interactive. We're always adding more features, but it has something similar to what we've done with the website where it's it really, um, you know. More interactive. Yeah. We want someone to kind of get an idea of what the restaurant is like, not just where they're located. Okay, fantastic. Now, Alan, I want to wish you a big muzzle to have 10 years. 10 years. 10 that's, years. Maybe that's... I should have headed that out with a cake. <laughs> Melinda, we could have We're, bought a cake. I should have made a cake. Oh, man. What was okay. Uh, Next time you guys are in the studio, we're having a cake because there's a whole year. You can to the office if you want. I can make a cake. No, but then I won't be there. Uh, well, we'll, Naomi, we'll I can, I'll save you a slice. We live very close to each uh, other. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so really, Muzzle Top, 10 years of great kosher restaurant magazine. And, you know, I, I contacted you to come on the show at this time because you had this big announcement you let up to on Facebook. And I'm like, what's going to be with this big news coming? Stay right. tuned. And you announced. So you know, this I'll let is you something that I wanted to do for, you know, obviously for the 10 years, and I wanted to do something big. You know, we were, we've done Facebook contests and people have done that and we can do, you know, some silly, you know, interesting stuff, but I want to do something big. Just think of what can we do? And, you know, Melinda's on our team now. By the Yay. way, I have to thank you for the sh- making the shitter. I made that shitter. I think the, the last time we, we got together. That's right. Um, In Gourmet I a very quick, you know, thing like, oh, I'm looking for someone and Melinda called me and says, yep. so that's very cool. So we, we're glad to have her on board. So she's uh, helping us. But we're doing a great kosher restaurants scavenger hunt. I love that. That's Which is so going to awesome. have restaurants from all over the country participate. So well, I have to go to these restaurants? Well, okay. So what we, what we like to do is have 
people in New York obviously visit the restaurants in New York. Then they're going to hand it off to their friends who live in California, who live in Chicago. So like it's going to be a challenge almost. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be teams for it, right. which is really great. And you can add to your teams and. It'll be a really fun opportunity to, to connect with people all over the country to solve. And it's not just going to be visiting restaurants. It's going to be different clues that you have to solve, maybe from Instagram or from and Facebook. And you put this idea, like all the clues together or someone Yeah, we're doing it right now. In fact, I just emailed them the last night. I don't know if you got it at midnight. <laughs> I did get your email. I responded this morning. At, at midnight. Basically, you know, okay, this is what we want to do. And we can share some ideas. We don't want to do anything specific in terms of restaurants. But I mean, we want people, obviously, to we can do a picture with the, with the owner or uh, get a video of them washing dishes at, at a restaurant. Something really cool. Something <laughs> my really kids, creative. My kids were once part of a shul video, and they had them working in the in the kitchens at Waktov. Okay. Because I'm making a that spoof so of funny. me. So. We'll have to, and we have to figure out, because obviously with the health you know, code, we want to make sure yeah. that you know everything is up to, up to speed. But certainly we're going to have people maybe do a blind taste test. You know, uh, what, you know, and once they pass, they get a clue to the next, you know, riddle where they have to go. So it's going to be, it's going to be teams. We're going to have people again answering trivia of, you know, when this restaurant opened or, and you can play from your phone, from your computer. So it'll be things that you can do that you can do from your home or office, but we want people to get out. Visit restaurants, um, you know, solve clues, hidden, um, maybe envelope under someone's seat. Oh, you know, so it's going to be cool. We, it's we, like camp, you know. Right. It's fun. It's like color war. It's color war. We're really I excited it. about it. It's, it's obviously the first year, so we're going to make sure it's going to be nice and simple, easy for people to use, and hopefully will be a yearly thing. And we want it to be maybe an international scavenger hunt. Yeah. Where, Sydney, Australia, watch out. <laughs> all right. And, you know, again, nowadays with email and faxing and everything, social media, there's certainly ways that we can, you know, people can – text and say okay i'm here where's you know where's the clue and they can maybe have a clue to the next restaurant and so it's a lot of things that we want to do so we're very very excited about it and so, the restaurants are probably thrilled yeah it'll be, yeah yeah you know it'll be obviously we want to um give exposure to the restaurants give exposure to what we're doing bring up what we've done in the last 10 years so we're going to be talking about our app and we have a we have our own credit card that we want to kind of people to know about so there's gonna be a lot of things that we're going to be doing but certainly people should subscribe uh, to our facebook page Page. You can just go to Facebook and just go to Great Kosher Restaurants, Scavenger Hunt, or Great Kosher Restaurants International, our regular Facebook page. You'll find information. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. We'll be able to um, get all information about that, but it's going to be starting after the holidays. Okay, great. At the Sukkot, so you can sign up now where you're going to be on the list to get all the information. But certainly you can sign up after Sukkot, and as we go, you can sign up uh, every week. It's going to be about a three-week uh, hunt. Oh, race. okay, great. So I, I, when does it start? So after the holidays. Okay, after, after the holidays. And oh, very good. quickly, we're going to, like, each week, there's going to be p- tasks that people can do. There's going to be rankings. So there'll be points for each task. And whoever has the most rankings for that week will get a prize. Uh, I want to do this through table for two. Okay. I don't know how we have to figure this all out. Yeah, we can, we can do you something know, where they can so call our, in. Our or, listeners can participate in this. Or you can give a code on the show that people have to listen to and they have to submit to us. So, oh, I like uh, that. We'll get yeah, you we're going to figure something. No, I just, I just, I want to spread the word. This is like yeah. fabulous. This is, this I, I love cool. this. It's, it's been great. a lot of fun. And you know, one thing that Elon didn't mention yet, but I'm sure he was about to, was <laughs> prizes. Yes. People are going to be winning. That's why prizes. you are the marketing director. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what that's people are part, doing. You know? That's people it. People love to win. So oh, what, yeah. are they, what are they going to win? Well, I mean, we're you know we have a whole bunch of things we're going to be giving but, away, but, but thousands of dollars worth of gift certificates yeah. and prizes. So, and every week they're going to be you know um, prizes for the weekly winners. There's going to be a grand prize at the very end for the team that you know gets the most points and does it in the fastest time. Fantastic. Okay, great. It'll be a lot of fun. So, Melinda, let's just, you know, talk to you for a couple of minutes. You've okay. joined Alan's Team Alan. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you like I, it? I need a T-shirt. Can I tell you something? I also, um, I have to say, I'm a little privileged also to sometimes be part of Team Alan. When <laughs> we get to go out to eat, he'll yes. say, Naomi, come to a restaurant and let's go to eat. And he sent me and Melinda. And let's just talk quickly about Waffolino. Sure. Alan and sure. Melinda organized for me and Melinda uh, a little bit before Rosh Hashanah. We went to Waffolino on, uh, in Lawrence on Central Avenue. It was amazing. Oh, it was so good. My favorite was definitely the panini. The panini. So how do they set, what do they call it again? They oh, have, pina, uh, a, a, panini lino. Panini, panini, panini lino. lino. It was yeah, basically like a panini waffle. waffle. 
It was a waffle panini. Yeah. Right. It was a panini. Instead of bread, it was a waffle. It was yeah. we had I'm avocado and about it. I really yeah. am. avocado cool and cheese concept. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Now when we drive home, mm-hmm. we're going to stop past Central Avenue. <laughs> the mitts would eat today. It's true. You it's know, true. I'm okay with waffles. I'm in for that. Oh, I love that. And and there was all these mix and match waffles mm-hmm. for dessert waffles and. Oh man, the, the, the that red was my velvet. Favorite part. I think they we did get the red velvet, oh, yeah, that's cool. and I found out they do birthday parties, which I really want to oh, do. Really? My for daughter kids? just turned four, but I want to yeah. do for five. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they make the they get to choose their flavor, and then they do all their own decorations on top, and it's such a fun interactive birthday party. So that that's was cool. th- that was a really great. I I definitely wanted to mention that at the yes. beginning of our interview that we went there to get a thanks to you. Oh my pleasure. Um, so I get to be a little bit of team alive. Yeah, everybody asks me, oh, can I uh, come with you onto the restaurant? So <laughs> yeah, we always talk about me tagging along with you one day. So I've, oh, well. I've been doing it a little bit more. Sure. So thank you. Um, okay, so Melinda is also besides wearing two hats, two chef hats. She's done so much recently besides her amazing blog. She just appeared on Fox Five <coughs> News, um, presenting yeah. a brisket taco, which oh, yeah. was. Amazing. Like, I pinned that. I did everything so I could make that, hopefully, for Sukkot next week. Yeah, Elon made it, actually. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, wow. That looked amazing. And they found you because you posted this link, and that kind of was Rosh Hashanah. They were just Googling for different Rosh Hashanah links and recipes, and they found my blog, which is great to hear because that's what we want as bloggers. We want to be found through Google. That's that's the best. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And so you have this amazing website, Kitchen-Tested, which we talk about all the time. People people know Thanks. that I talk about you and all the other fabulous bloggers, but I talk about you a lot also because you have the amazing Kosher Food Bloggers Conference. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that for a couple of minutes. Sure. So the conference is coming up on November 10th. It's the day before Kosher Fest. I do that every year so that people coming in for Kosher Fest can also attend the conference. And it's a full-day conference, and this is the third year we're doing it, which is really yeah, exciting. It's fabulous. When you do the first year, you're wondering, is this going to happen right. again? And now we're in our third year right. of the conference. Right. Muzzle top on that. Thank you I call it much. the trifecta, This that the week of yes. there's Kosher Bloggers, Kosher Feast mm-hmm. with Esty Berkowitz and Roberta. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, um, and the third one is oh, Kosher God. Fest, of <laughs> course. Menachem Lubinsky will be our guest right after Sukkot along with Ronnie oh, really? Fine. Yeah. yeah, very excited to have them in the studio. So, so tell us a little bit more about the bloggers and if you're thinking about blogging or getting involved in the kosher food. You know, sure. You know, it's interesting. Extravaganza that we have become. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people who do come to the to the event, there are a lot of bloggers there. We do have some brands there as well because we don't just discuss blogging. We discuss social media, photography, um, PR, cookbook PR. So it's not just for bloggers. I think anybody interested in that, the food industry in general, right, can come right. to the event. We also have some people who are just on Instagram. Instagram's become this, I, I sound Ex- like an old lady when I talk about it, but Instagram's become this incredible way of sharing your food without even having a blog. Right. So we're going to be discussing all the different social media aspects of that as well. Was that this with Social Fly, right? Yes, Social Fly is going to be there. So Thank excited. you, Naomi, for your help with that. <laughs> I really wanted that because I don't really get Twitter that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people have their questions tweet, about social media, especially Facebook for me these days. It's so confusing. Yeah, everything's changing all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're going to set us all straight. Exactly. And we have a photographer coming in to discuss uh, different aspects of photography, how to use your lighting and how to set up a shot, which people, and he's going to make it interactive also, which is really great. So oh, people can great. really see how he does it. And, and what else do we have? We have someone coming in to discuss public relations for cookbooks. And I think every blogger has this idea in their mind that they want to write a cookbook some, sometime in their life. Oh, right. Great to know I, I say that, that too. It's amazing how cookbooks have. Come such a long way. And yeah. I think so, I got to give a shout out to Susie Fishbein because mm. I think she put the kosher cookbooks on the map. Definitely. She was number one. And we have so many amazing cookbooks out there. Jamie Geller, Leia mm-hmm. Shapira, yeah. uh, Yota Motolengia, who I heard is coming to New York. Whoa. Did you see that post mm-hmm. by somebody posted? Maybe Liz, oh, um, no. kosher like me. Mm-hmm. Um, she posted that um, – Yota Motolenghi is going to be... That's a cool... What's the name? Yotam. That's so... What a cool name. <laughs> Motolenghi. He's an Israeli. Very well. He's Israeli. Oh, that's awesome. But he's... He's um, originally family's originally Italian. That's mm-hmm. why. Otolenghi. <laughs> and he lives in London. Mm-hmm. And um, he has a non-kosher chain of restaurants and um, delicatessen takeouts, but all with Israeli cooking. <laughs> it's actually not kosher. But his cookbooks are... Outstanding. They're like on the New York Times bestsellers, wow. and so he's actually going to be in New York, Ninety Second Street Y. You can look that up if you want to hear him talk. Um, but you know, there's there's so many 
outrageous cookbooks out there. And it's amazing because everybody has so many questions about them. Should I even write the cookbook? That's a question to begin with. So by having someone to come and discuss that, that's going to be really helpful. You know, it's funny because people say to me, you're going to write a cookbook. I'm like, it's on my blog. Just take it for free. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a mix because not all, a lot of the, the recipes that are in these cookbooks are not on our websites for, for bloggers who do write cookbooks. And they say that you can actually do, I think a third of the cookbook can be recipes from your website, but I think the rest really should be original to make it special. Exactly. Can I just make a public service announcement to all the people who use all the beautiful, amazing Facebook groups? And Melinda and I discussed this yesterday in a little group. If you are on a Facebook group and you have a great recipe and you are going to take a picture of the recipe mm-hmm. from the cookbook and post it. I know where you're going with this. You're actually stealing from the author and the publishing company. At least have the courtesy to at least say who wrote the cookbook right. and give the credit to the recipe. If you're not going to say, you know, you know if you're going to post that picture, it kind of like my, one of my recipes turned up in somebody's cookbook and I was so upset. Wow. They said, oh, we changed it. I'm like, someone gave it to me. I'm like, you know when you write a recipe, it's your words, it's your measurements, you you know, and and it's your ideas. Mm-hmm. No, And when I tried Googling my recipe on other people, on Google, like nothing came up, just this recipe. So mm. I know it was mine. So you need to be considerate of, you know, the, the author who actually wrote the recipe. It's great that you're sharing it and you want other people to make your delicious recipe from the idea that you had to make this. It's a great idea. This is what I'm serving on Sukkot. But just give the author a mention. You yes. can even put a link to their website to buy the mag- to buy the cookbook. You know, that's really a nice you idea. Know? Then that might not be stealing. I don't know. <laughs> but it really is. It's like taking a record, you know, and I've had know, that like done the to, double to the magazine. I've had other publications and... and Basically, just take a picture that, you know, we work so hard on, you know, waiting till one in the morning sometimes until the place is empty to take the right picture. And all of a sudden, I see it in, you know, another publication or somewhere else. Certainly, we everyone works very hard and all these authors from the cookbooks work hard and it's, it is a tough thing. So, please. Yeah, I think sure. just giving credit's a big deal because at the end of the day, we do want to share recipes and a lot of these Facebook groups are just about sharing recipes. Right. So even you're going to share, you're going to take the picture, you're going to share the recipe and that is, we do want our recipes to be shared, but just let us know who, who right. wrote it. Right. What Please. book it came from. And that's, that's the most that you can do yeah. probably. Okay. So now we're going to get off our pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt that really yeah, needed to lecture. be said. Yeah. I think that needed, I'm not, you know, it is, yeah, of Yom Kippur, but, but no, I Right. I just, I kind of feel that that really needed to be put out there. So we'll, we'll move on right yeah. now. Um, let's actually move on to our What's for Dinner segment because we've got, you know, a nice little uh, stretch of Hagim coming up next week. And Gome Glut is the sponsor of our What's for Dinner segment. So I just want to do a, a recipe for ribs because Melinda and I love to eat ribs. And oh, I'm yeah. sure Ilan oh, does oh, too. Oh, who but exactly. we, 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 Off the bone or on the bone? Oh, on the bone. Yeah. Oh, yum. Finger looking good. Yeah. So uh, here's our What's for Dinner spo- uh, segment sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Club. This is one of the easiest recipes. You take a whole bunch of ribs. I'm not really good at the weight of the meat, like, you know, two pounds, like a lot of meat. And the sauce cut does a lot in any case. Um, so t- I would say two pounds of um, spare ribs. You can either do the, the, like, the large or you can have them cut down a little bit into more delicate pieces. Um, so you take a cup of brown sugar, a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce. Make sure it's OU and not OU fish because then it has less than a 60th of, you know, the butter bashishim. Less than a 60th of fish, and that means it's you can use it with meat. I've had people call me up all the time. So OU, not OU fish. Um, one tablespoon of soy sauce, four cloves of garlic. If you want, use more garlic. You know, the garlic will be up to you. I just, I love garlic. I use four. Sometimes I even use eight. Um, half a cup of water. I make that mixture on the bottom of my dish. I take a whole bunch of onions. I put them on the bottom. Then I place my meat on top. Then I pour this amazing sauce over it. I cover it tightly two hours. Don't even think about taking it out of the oven before two hours. Um, and then you can just, you can actually, once it's cooled, you can freeze it. You can make a batch for first days of sukkahs and second days for sukkahs. You know, we're so practical here at Table for Two. We try to think of everything. Um, so there you go, a nice, easy ribs recipe. And it will be on my website, theaussiegourmet.com. So if you need to write it all down, it's right there for you on the website. So back to our conversation, guys. All right, so let's continue with food bloggers. So people are are coming, people should sign up now. How do they sign up? Sure. So if you just go to kosherfoodbloggers.com, 
right at the top is a registration form. And once you're on the website, there's actually, you can also go to the register section and register there. It's actually very easy. We just finished our early bird admission I know, I a know. couple days ago, but <laughs> it's still, it's still very well priced. It's $45 for the event. And that's for the whole day, lunch included. Yeah. We're even thinking about who, breakfast. Who are the, who's, who's doing, doing lunch? Doing lunch? <laughs> yeah. Who's doing lunch? Well, we are very lucky. Thank you, Elon, for your help Woo! with this. Elon, Great Kosher Restaurants is going to be a sponsor of the event, as well as Potopia and Eden Walk. So we're going to have a really, really oh, good lunch excellent. this year. Oh, yeah. I'll be dotting them up beforehand. Yeah, we're going to keep it light because it is still lunch, but we're going to keep, you know, we're going to do, I think we're going to do sandwiches and, and sushi, and we'll just, have, you know, we'll have some fun with it. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll be delicious. I'm excited. Okay. And we are, we're possibly going to be having breakfast. I'm in discussions about that now. I'll, we'll make an announcement about that problem. soon. Oh, I'm excited. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll always be around to help you. So. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm expecting a little help from Naomi, actually. Yeah, I think we're driving in together sure and are. we're spending a couple of days together. <laughs> a little kosher fest. A little kosher like fest. Year, sure. Right, and kosher feast. Mm-hmm. We're so excited about kosher feast. We're going to try to get Esty Berkowitz down here. Um, for uh, getting together. If people are interested, they can go to kosherfeast.com, I believe, and we'll try to get Esty uh, to get you some more information mm-hmm. um, for those of you who'd like to join us and other food. I think food bloggers, who goes that? Food bloggers, people in the food business, writers, cookbook authors. People who want to go into the Just people who love food. Are you coming? Are you joining us alone this year? Uh, you know what? Every year, again. I, you didn't go Melinda. last year. No, no. I, and because I have, a, you were so busy. I have a booth yeah. in Kosher Fest. So it's you like the day the before is, is ridiculous. I'm bringing a thousand magazines to the, to the show, setting up my booth. Um, but again, I, hopefully because I am going through Manhattan, you know, back home. So maybe I stop by, maybe on the way there, on the yeah. way back. I should. I should come. No, by. Kosher Feast is complete without I'll you. I'll be there to, to represent Great yes. Kosher Restaurant. Okay. So. Thank you. We'll, we'll be covered. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I'll, always... eat, I'll eat two meals, one for Elon and one for me. Is that cool? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. okay. Sounds good. Maybe the scavenger hunt will be, uh, I think, hopefully we're going to end it at Kosher Fest. We'll see the details. But i got to get working on this. i got to get working on this. Yeah. i got to. You know, get yeah, the family side yeah, up. We'll have, a, we'll have a lunch and we'll go over it. Okay, <laughs> sounds right. good. Sounds good. Okay, great. So, Alan, talk to me more about, you know, your restaurants and what, you, what you're up to now besides the scavenger hunt. What's the continuing, you know, it's, what, it's what, continually going right. in so your it's process? Amazing. What's, again, what's Melinda, on your now, table? Melinda kind of sees a little bit of what we do behind the scenes, but it, it really is amazing what I find almost every day there's a new restaurant that's either opening um, that's Any breaking about, news that about, you can share? Um, What's breaking everything news? Everything is basically shared on Facebook, so you really should go on Facebook to find out. But What's uh, about to go on Facebook that you haven't had time to post yet? <laughs> you have to think off the top of your head here. Again, it, <laughs> has, it hasn't happened yet, <laughs> okay. but when it does, we'll put it on. But uh, just this week, um, there's a couple of restaurants. Famous Pizza, by the way, for it's been around for over 20 years, is closing soon. Where are they? They're on Coney Island in Newkirk Avenue. It's It's been around for decades, and that's that was the sad thing, but you know, that's kind of big news. So if you want to go last licks, you can go there. But in terms of, uh, you know, it's a cycle. We have restaurants closing and opening. I know yeah. you guys in the five towns. Yeah, we got something Benny's, new. Benny's Brick Oven. Did you um, see the pictures that people posted I before? How busy they were how, on Saturday night. On Saturday night, we just ate for three days. Right. <laughs> I could, and we just had shallow shitters. Like, eat shallow shitters is like 7.30. By 9 o'clock, people are lighting up people out the want, door. You know what? People want to get out of the house. You know, they just want to just, you know, eat something different. I, I uh, never, people have heard of Benny's. Like, I hadn't heard right, of so it. So Benny's is I didn't grow up here. in Brooklyn. There are three locations in Brooklyn. Oh. Uh, so this is their fourth. So they're really making a name for themselves. Good for them. Um, I, I'm dying to try them. What else? Lam and Vav opened up in Great Neck this, uh, this week. That's a 36? new 36. Thirty Vav is yeah, six. Yeah, thirty six. Thirty six. Um, Yay! Go Mariah. So, <laughs> that's where uh, I went to high school. So that okay. that just opened up this week. It's a French restaurant in Great Neck. So that's very, have, very new. Have you been there? Is it good? I've been there before they opened. You know, okay, just so they, you... but they opened up this week. Okay. But I'm gonna be after the holidays I'll go. Yeah, and but try to give you know, when you do go to a restaurant, let's talk about soft openings. Sure. If you're going to a new restaurant, Melinda and I were talking about it on the way uh-huh. in. The first month, give them a break. Yeah. If you choose to go to a restaurant when they first open, you've got to go with patience and be kind. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know, that's what we are as a people. We've got to try to, you know, yeah, give people, someone people a... think a restaurant owes them, you know, everything the first day they open. You know, these guys work hard. They obviously want to put out the best product. And, you know, 
so certainly, absolutely great advice. Just you know, be patient. Um, you know, they're they're figuring out their menu. Um, you definitely should go, but you should try to give them a chance. You know, a couple of weeks into it as well, see right. how they, they've done. So there's a lot of new restaurants coming up after the holidays because everyone's waiting till right, the holidays right. are over. Right, so right. There's a lot of restaurants opening up after the holidays. I actually. cannot wait. I heard I heard Amsterdam Burger is opening up in the Five Towns. That's right. Yeah, my expat. Do you say that in America? An expat. An expat yeah, is an expatriate. Right. Martin Katz from mm-hmm. Amsterdam sure. Burger is an ex-Australian. Also, he's an ex-South African, yeah. um, but he's been in Australia. Over 20 years, and now he lives in New York, and he opened up with Mike Gershkowitz, uh, sure. Amsterdam Burger Company, and he's opening up in the five towns. So yeah. we're like counting down for that. You know, there's <laughs> another, you, I don't know if you saw on Facebook uh, another Australian guy um, opening up in Crown Heights, Boof and Bun. What? Very yeah. excited to try that. I did not well. hear that. It's Gourmet like a burger. burgers. Very similar to mm-hmm. Amsterdam. It's uh, oh, Samach. okay. I think it's his first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did you, see I don't that. Know if you know him. Do you know everyone in Australia? No. no. I thought. It's really nah. small. It's small. Okay. And I've also I, been I, gone. I always love that. You know, you know that guy in Brooklyn? Yeah. No, I, I've been gone nearly 25 years. I'm so actually more American. He's opening up after the holidays. And also, Izzy's. Izzy's. Izzy's right? Barbecue Addiction. He's opening up a smokehouse. Oh. Smokehouse, by the way, are huge now. Yes. It's amazing. Everyone is, is smoking and getting into that and barbecue. Um, you know, Especially but. Especially so good for winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think barbecue summer, but yeah. you know, we talk about hot smoked food in the middle yeah. of the winter on a cold night, nice piece of meat. It's you know, not everybody burger. has a smoker in their right. house versus anybody can barbecue who has a barbecue, obviously. It's a big difference, by the way. People smoking don't... is a big effort. It's okay. I have a smoker, I never use it. <laughs> so the guys say who barbecue, who barbecue like Mordechai Strix and all them, mm-hmm. you know, all those sure, Ari, the they say right? what we do is hamburgers and hot dogs on the barbecue. That's actually grilling. Right. There's a big difference yes. between grilling and barbecuing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and these briskets on for 18 hours, they're the cooking, unbelievable. They're amazing. It's so you know, it's such a different flavor. First of all, I, after I think we went to the uh, the competition in Fairfield, you know, yeah. you, you hang out there for a few hours, you all it's like you're engulfed. <laughs> in, yeah, in that I came smoke, home, which smell is a, like it my shake. Oh, it's a nice flavor. I don't know how these guys do it, especially their wives. When they come home, but, uh, yeah, you know, straight into the shower. Right, but it's, <laughs> it's a great smell. That it's, was a great. That was actually a really fun day, and thank God the weather was superb. Yeah. I know we've spoken about it, but yeah, we were there together, judging and eating and eating and eating. Oh, well. After a while, it did taste a bit the same because yeah, your was, palate just gets right. burnt out. It's, it was fine. There's so many different things that are going on. What else is going on, my media director? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, we're putting pressure. Nah. Um, so you got, just, yeah, you just got stay two tuned. minutes to just, just stay wind tuned. it down. That's really the best advice, by the way. Stay tuned to our Facebook and our website, mm-hmm. uh, our blog. But there's always, um, you know, obviously with holidays right after, there's going to be a big couple of months of just nonstop restaurants opening up. Right. And and just in, just in general, so much going on with all the restaurants opening up, Kosher Fest, Kosher Feast, Kosher Food Bloggers. <laughs> Uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up, Hanukkah's coming up. Yeah. I know, I know, I know it's only Erev Yom Kippur, but like all that, it just goes, by the time Sukkot ends, the next thing you know, bam, it's Thanksgiving, you know? No, Hanukkah. And I'm already Hanuk- thinking about latkes, let me tell you. Right, I know, I got, I got my latke. My husband asked if we could have cheese latkes for after no. the fast. I have actually a great recipe. You, you can make it now. Um, you can go on to my, uh, blo- um, website, recipe blog, uh, com and find, uh, ricotta cheese latkes. Um, which are absolutely amazing. Yum. Before the show winds down, I must give a shout out to a young man who recently this week competed at, at Tuesday the uh, night. Yeah. Tuesday night uh, on on Food Network cable television, like American cable television. <laughs> he was on Chopped. I was like filling with nachos from this cute. kid. I am going to come and get you. I want you on my show. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, Eitan Bernath. I think yeah, I'm saying it right, Eitan. Eitan, I'm going to come find you. Let's open up uh, two restaurants. Excellent. So we'll we'll see you in about 10 years. I can't wait for you to announce it here on Table for Two, Season 13. Our main. That'll be funny. We'll all be in Israel, God willing. Um, but yeah, so uh, we would love to have Eitan on the show. So I'm going to track you down, Eitan, and bring you to uh, our studio right here on the Lower East Side because yeah. I think that you're, 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 uh, we met, you did us so proud. You wore your yarmulke. You went in with confidence, and you know. Yeah, he did a great job. He did a great job. And we're really, really proud of you know that that you made it as far as you did. I thought it was really just wonderful. So um, I just want to give everybody a gemar chatzimatova. Thank you to my guests. 
Thank you to Thank my guests in Australia. Uh, if you want the book, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com, and we'll announce the winner in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned for Charlie Harari. He's up next in a couple of minutes, host of the Book of Life. The show, his show is going to be sponsored by Ohel. Our show, Table for Two, is sponsored by our amazing friends at Abels and Hyman. We taste better. So stick around. Have a great Shabbos. After Charlie, there will be music sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Lots of friends that we've got today. Um, wish everyone a Chag Sameach for upcoming Sukkot. A Shabbat Shalom. Gmach Hatzimatova. And uh, we'll see you right after the Sukkot season. Menachem Lebinsky will be up next on Table for Two. <laughs>